Hey, Jenny. Hey, Caitlin. Uh, guess what episode it is? Uh, what episode is it? 69. Nice. Welcome to Infinite Infinite Just Just with Jenny and Caitlin, a podcast about everything but reading David Foster Wallace's Infinite Jest. Okay, that's all the 69 jokes we made. <laughs> <laughs> but it had to be said. Yeah. Now let's talk about Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> what, what goes better with Thanksgiving than 69ing? So this will come out after Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. The Monday after? Yeah. Cyber Monday? Yeah. Oh. We, we yeah. made that joke last year. Yeah, maybe there's another 69 <laughs> joke in there somewhere. Cyber 69ing. A-S-L-L-S-A. <laughs> um, so I hope your Thanksgivings were relatively pain-free. I will be in the woods of Finland um, reenacting the more empowering parts from Julie and the Wolves. Did you ever read that one? No. Oh, I learned all of the fake ways to try and become an accepted member of a wolf pack. Oh. Yeah. I mean, she did do a lot of research, but I feel like in years since it's been debunked. But it's she's a, a woman, so debunking <laughs> is people's favorite activity. It's a kid's movie? Or a kid's book, book. sorry. yeah. But, but it was both. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, they did make a movie out of it. Uh, yeah, apparently she was doing research on... I think it was on Wolves for an article, uh, and so she went up to Alaska with her son, and lots of different things uh, inspired her to write the story. Speaking of books, and are there wolves in Finland? Episode, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I am going to be going on a, a theoretically a husky sled ride, so there are at least imported huskies. <laughs> I'll report back on the wolf situation. Okay. As it stands. Um, but yeah, you told me you were reading a very interesting book. I am reading Practical Magic. How is it? Super dark. Is this the Practical Magic one that Sandra Bullock wrote? <laughs> this is the Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman that was inspired the movie Practical Magic with Sandra Bullock. Except all of the parts that... In the movie, I was like, hmm, that's probably more fleshed out in the book. Are either more fleshed out in the book or are very different and very dark. Wow. Everything is darker. Do you have an example that will um, entice us to pick up a copy? Um, Well. Or warn us off doing such a thing, depending on our sensibilities. Without spoilers, I guess, um, from the very... Like, in the very beginning, you learn that their parents died not because of the curse and the beetle and the mother's broken heart, but uh, they died in a fire while they were on a second honeymoon. They were too in love to notice that the hotel was on fire. Wow. <laughs> That's a different tenor, yeah. The um, I don't remember if I talked about this in our episode, but the lovesick woman in Practical Magic who comes to the aunts for the married man to leave his wife. Yeah, you mentioned that she shows up at the broom circle. (laughs) Yeah, she does show up at the broom circle, yeah. Um, Her story is more fleshed out, as I expected it would be, and um, very upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, Jet's, like, you know, be careful what you wish for is... Mm -hmm. uh, There's an example made of it in the book, so... I have to say I am a little intrigued by that because I don't think the payoff was as great because we didn't learn her story. Right. Like, it says, be careful. She says, be careful what you wish for, but what happens? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically just like an overall... It becomes an overall generalization about love and relationships but like I assume that specific story right I assume that woman lives happily ever after <laughs> until the phone tree right and then after how far along are you on it I think I'm like a quarter of the way through it's pretty short too it's only like 200 pages I think so okay. I'm like 50 pages in or so you'll have to report back and see if it's worth it yeah I will I have um the sequel to from the library to read excellent I'm done Thank you for doing this difficult book for us. It's only like the fifth book I've read this year, so I thought I'd get one into the podcast before the year's over. Excellent. Uh, well, good. That is a helpful tip. We The other uh, bit of pop culture that you brought into my life that is much older than, than is usually helpful, I guess. <laughs> Uh, as Jenny was recently in my house and unfortunately technical difficulties meant we could not record in person, but she did introduce me to a um, piece of television history. Yeah, it's the best show that you always assumed was really bad. And on this the you, 69th I mean... episode, <laughs> we should celebrate it. And by you there, I mean the collective you. I think everyone assumes, everyone who has not watched the show assumes it's really bad. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is weird. It has such a great name. <laughs> do you want to share? No, you do it. <laughs> Caitlin's now into Cougar Town. It's so good, you guys. <laughs> I should have had faith because Busy Phillips is in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, I think they make this joke at some point during the show, but it's basically like Scrubs, but without a hospital and wine. Mm-hmm. A lot of wine. And Jordan from Scrubs. Even, and Jordan from Scrubs is, is in it. still herself, essentially. And uh, the what the chief of the hospital plays, Courtney Cox's dad. Oh, that was oh. in the first season, right? No? No. That's exciting. Damn Kel- it, spoiler. There are also other... Uh, Kelso? Kelso, yeah. There are other cameos throughout the series. And not good. just from Scrubs. Yeah, not just from Scrubs, right? Also from our lady, our leading lady, Courtney Cox's previous yeah sitcom experience in Friends. Yeah. So, do you want to share what you like about the show? It's very funny. <laughs> I mean, that's number one. I think that it, uh, not just lots like right off the bat, there's like very fast jokes yeah like a lot of them in quick succession but there's also really sneaky ones where I don't expect them and they're very clever and I feel like there's a there aren't a lot of shows that do that for me anymore at least not no. consistently it's it's similar to happy endings where I felt like I would sort of chuckle most of the time but every once in a while there's one or two where it just really makes me like yeah. laugh right out loud <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I think it's like happy endings because there's, it's, yeah, like you said, it's really quick, like quick-witted. The jokes come, like, kind of fast. 
and there's also like visual gags in it. Mm-hmm. So like at any given moment, there might be two funny things happening, like one being spoken and one, one like in the background or like visually happening or yeah. something. Which I guess yeah. is also a Scrubs thing too. Yeah. Where, yeah, it is, it's consistently and constantly amusing and then you can right. watch an episode again and be like oh, I didn't see that happening or, I <laughs> right. didn't I didn't notice that that tied to that thing um and also kind of carrying through episode to episode and I assume I'm I'm just starting the second season I'm assuming season to season yeah yeah it's a very clever show uh and it's that is something I particularly was soul hungry for this year. And mm-hmm. I have worked my way through a lot of like rewatches of things trying to just feel better about life in general. So it's nice to have a brand new show to just be like taking me out of the moment, make me laugh a lot. Yeah. You've um, inspired me to rewatch it too. I think we, how many episodes did we watch while I was at your house? The better part of the first season. Like 12 or so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More than that. I think it was close. I think it was a little bit more because I assumed when you left that we were pretty much done with the first season, but then there's like 23 or four episodes in the first season. So I think we got close to probably two thirds. Basically, I was at Caitlin's for 48 hours, like 16 of those hours sleeping, (laughs) eight of those hours doing something else, and then the rest of the time watching Cougar Town. We did watch the debate, but we were so drunk on margaritas that we accidentally made really strong that I don't remember very much of it. Uh, Yeah, I think you thought I said something during the debate that actually happened several hours before the debate. (laughs) It's very true. Yeah. Uh, In fact, we had decided that the title of this episode was going to be what you had said. Which was? (laughs) Which was, ghosts are real. (laughs) And somehow, in my mind, I had determined that you said that during the Democratic (laughs) debate. I just assumed it was about Joe Biden. (laughs) Or about how Pete Buttigieg is somehow the ghost of Joe Joe Biden past. (laughs) Um, No, I actually said that during (laughs) Genity. It's my own name. If you were on the debate stage, your name would be Janity. <laughs> I was I heard it in my head as J E N N I T Y, but mm-hmm. it could also be like my uh, my couple name if I married a Kennedy. Yeah. Kennedy. Yeah. You would condense JFK to just Janity. Yeah. Um Jenny Slate's Netflix comedy stand-up special. It has mm-hmm. a whole part about her, the house she grew up in being haunted. And yeah, she grew she, up in a haunted house. Really convincing anecdotes. Here in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so Jenny Slate was, in fact, talking about ghosts when Jenny just <laughs> took a sip of margarita and said, ghosts are real. <laughs> And I drunkenly typed that into my phone. Infinite ghosts are real jest. And then I was like, done. No more episode planning. Cut print. So I lied. We didn't just watch Cougar Town. We also watched Jenny Slate's comedy special. I mean, also very funny. Yeah. And we also watched a Jenny Slate movie that Caitlin had also not seen before. Called Obvious Child. Yeah. Caitlin kept calling it Ordinary People. 
<laughs> I had that John Legend song in my head all week as a result. Uh, I don't know why I couldn't remember Obvious Child. Now that I've seen it, it's much easier to right. remember. So total tangent, but I keep looking at the books behind you. And because I'm also sitting in the room with all of my books, yeah. I'm like, I it just in my head was like, oh, it's like a reflection. I can see the books behind me. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, no, that's Jenny's house. I realized as I've been having like Skype interviews and stuff here that like this, like the one that you can see right behind you is like my women's studies and sex positivity section. Skype earlier last week. No I was like, getting so many second interviews. I turned come as you are like around the other side. What else is over there? The vagina monologues. I mean, these aren't like that. The vagina Bible drawn no, to great. sex. Yeah, these aren't bad things. They're just like not. You don't want to have the word vagina in your face when you're interviewing someone for a job. Apparently, you've uncovered a secret though because you're getting a lot of second and third interviews. Yeah. Maybe you do. Anyway. anyway, yeah, so Jenny Slate's special is also very funny. Obvious Child is very funny and very important, and everyone needs to go watch it. It is very important. It's on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. You can watch her special and then the movie, or vice versa. Um, it, the movie will make you cry. Yeah. But in a kind of a good way. Yeah, in a good in way. In a totally good way. In like a everything's going to work out. Yeah. Okay way yeah yeah um I think you I mean this was not a spoiler for the movie because I think that Jenny Slate used this in marketing for the movie but basically it's a romantic comedy about an abortion and the abortion actually happens like the end of the movie is not they decide to you know raise this baby together yeah it's not knocked up right yeah exactly it's realistic knocked up it's actually the exact opposite of everything about Knocked Up. <laughs> the leads are actually very sweet and endearing and adorable, and you're rooting Wholesome. for them the entire time. Yeah. I don't know if I would call Jenny Slate's character wholesome. <laughs> no, I guess. She is a stand-up comic. I do think of Jenny Slate as wholesome, even though she's crass, but, like, yeah. Yeah, she's not Sarah Silverman crass. Probably yeah. because it's not a harmful crass. Yeah. Like... She embraces scatological and sexual material because she thinks it's funny, not so that she can secretly be a misogynist. Right. Um, I enjoyed both of them very much. Jenny, why are ghosts real? Talk to me about your ghost faith. I mean, her stories were just very convincing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil the special for people, but... So it was hearing her stories that finally solidified in your mind that ghosts are real? And that's why you said it out loud? Because that was your moment? <laughs> yeah, I think like, so. Oh my god, ghosts are real! <laughs> I've never heard such specific stories from such a trusted source before. That's fair. And Jenny Slate is a big trusted source of mine for some reason. She's the reason that I have a crush on Chris Evans. Yeah. I never really gave him a second thought before they started dating. That's fair. And now he's like my number one celebrity crush. And single, because she's marrying someone else. So it all works out. That sounds like he actually has a little bit of trouble staying in relationships. Yeah, maybe. When you do your first long distance Skype date with him, just make sure those vagina books are friends then. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna tell for you sure. you need to know. <laughs> 
we're past Halloween. I won't go down the ghost route too far. I mean, we could talk about Christmas Carol. <laughs> There's ghosts there. There's a lot of connectivity between Halloween and Christmas, actually. Explain. Expound. Here's your blue in book. That I can think of two pieces of pop culture that are Christmas but have ghosts in them. Nightmare Before Christmas and A Christmas Carol? Yeah. Okay. I was kind of secretly hoping that you were going to say three and tell me like a new one that I hadn't thought of. Nope. Just those two. So, no, I think if there's another. <laughs> is there another? Is, I mean, I guess Nightmare Before Christmas is actually a Halloween movie that has Christmas in it. Yeah, I guess they are singing this. Well, they're singing this as Halloween in the beginning, but then it ends at Christmas. Die Hard has dead people. <laughs> I was going to say Mixed Nuts, but it's not a Halloween movie at all. It's just a Christmas movie, but I think because there's a dead person in it, I think. Yeah. It's, it's a Halloween movie. It takes place in a suicide hotline. Pretty dark. Pretty it's just a dark. dark Christmas movie. It's the practical magic book of movies. Right. <laughs> Peanuts specials. There's two big ones and they're Halloween and Christmas. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like specials is a... That's when people really bring out the big guns. But yes, the great. it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and... Oh, my God, the Christmas... The Christmas Gar Garfield. Have you ever seen the Christmas Garfield? A lot of people have seen the Halloween Garfield. Yes. No, I want the machine that he gets in his yeah. dream. Uh -huh. I used to fantasize about that so much when I was little. Same. Hard same. But also the bits with Grandma when she talks yeah. about how much she misses her husband and then he finds the letters. Holy. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm pretty I sure that's when, that. I think that's when I became a romantic. Like, forget all the Disney movies. It was just that, like, yes, admittedly very heterosexual <laughs> relationship, but just that, like, pure, gentle love and recognition of how difficult holidays can be for some people. Yeah. I learned a lot from that Garfield special. <laughs> if you haven't seen it. Garfield Christmas is worth it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Halloween special is also classic. I don't know if I remember the Halloween special. It's the one where uh, Garfield and Odie have finally gone out trick-or-treating after doing a really amazing Halloween uh, montage with trying on different costumes <laughs> and the guys singing a song about what all the things you can be. Hmm. Um, and they get a bunch of candy, and then Garfield sees a light on on a little island in the middle of the lake near where they live and insists on getting into a rowboat. And Odie's like, I don't know about this, but doesn't actually speak, just makes dog noises. And then they get over there and find out that it's, like, a haunted house, and the ghosts of pirates show up every Halloween night oh, I, to find treasure that they buried. I never saw that. It's, it's um scary when you're a child, but, it, like, really good. And then there's the Krusty the Clown the Halloween interludes on the television sets. Hmm. Yeah. It's a good one. Great music. <laughs> good oldies. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, of course, Christmas and uh, Halloween, Charlie Brown's are really good, and they tried to do a Thanksgiving, which is... Mm -hmm. But they came in the three-pack DVD, <laughs> so I have all of them. What's our, what are our Thanksgiving things? What do you watch on Thanksgiving? Do you have a thing? 
Um, I don't really. I really like watching, I mean, I it's stupid, but I like watching the Macy's Parade. It's not stupid. Um, Who's your favorite float? I don't have one. Okay, that's fair. I don't yeah. think I do either. It um, really, um, every year, reminds me that I'm slipping further and further away from youth as I recognize fewer and fewer things. Crucial component of any Thanksgiving. <laughs> Grateful for my slow decline. Like, I, I tend to even know more of the the kids' floats that I wouldn't normally know because of, like, friends who have kids. But yeah. the things that are, like, for teens, I don't know at all. I think that, I think there was, like, a high school musical float the time when, like, that was a thing. And that was the first time I was like, what what is this? <laughs> These high schoolers are putting on a musical. I mean, you nailed it in one. Yeah. I feel like it was still like another full year before I I learned what, what it was an in F any Ron? way. Right. Yeah, I don't think I really have it. I feel like Thanksgiving is less about the what kind of like pop culture I'm consuming that's Thanksgiving related and mm-hmm. more the okay now I'm allowed to listen. To Christmas stuff and right. watch, watch Christmas Hallmark stuff. movies, although I've already begun that. <laughs> in fact, we had our national Hallmark movie in theaters. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the only Christmas movie that I have seen so far. Did we talk about that? We're going to talk about that now. I don't think we've talked about last Christmas. No. It was very in your face to release that before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Basically yeah. for like all the people who are like... Christmas doesn't start till Thanksgiving. <laughs> this movie was like, oh yeah, you want to see this movie? You're going to have to see it before Thanksgiving. It's going to leave theaters by then. What did we think? Um, I kind of wish I knew nothing about the movie going into it. Yeah, like absolutely same. nothing. Which both of the friends that I saw it with knew nothing about it, except I was like, I think I texted my friend Marianne, have you heard about the movie Last Christmas? And do you want to go see it? And she said... I have not, but of course I do. And I said, yeah, the first question was really kind of rhetorical. Like I knew, <laughs> I knew that if I asked her to go see any movie that had Christmas in it, she would come. So, um, yeah, so I think that um, both of them didn't know anything about it and that they liked it better than I did. Yeah, I didn't, I was purposefully trying very hard not to know anything specific about it. But I... I think I just Googled it to make sure I had the name correct. Yeah. Oh, no, that's what it was. I couldn't remember what it was called because I didn't know about the George Michael thing connection. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like, Christmas movie, Amelia Clark, Henry Golden. <laughs> and then it was like, the big twist about last <laughs> Christmas. And I was like, no. <laughs> so I was watching for something the whole time. So we're ruining it for everybody. Yep. But it's okay. It's not the good place. No, it's not the end of The Good Place season one. Which I still do have to like, I don't tell people there's a twist, but when I know somebody hasn't seen it, I'm like, you have to get through the first season. Like the first season is just like a regular sitcom, but it completely changes to a different show at the uh-huh. end of the first season. <laughs> I'm trying not to use the word twist. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm leaving this part in because at this point everyone should be watching The Good Place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, it's almost over. Yeah. So, 
ahead. And Hulu has pulled all of the... It, it like, pulls everything but the last few Five most episodes, recent episodes. Yeah. yeah. So you gotta stay on it if you want to be all caught up. Um, yeah, I thought last Christmas, I thought it did a nice job being kind of an edgier skirting the line between Lifetime and Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that it's a love actually caliber, no. you know, rewatch multiple times. So I don't know if I saw movie. Love Actually now if I would think it was <laughs> of caliber to rewatch multiple times. Yeah, that's fair. But it, but when I did see it in the theater, I was like I'm going to see this again. And I didn't walk out of the theater feeling that way. So just in terms of the overall, like, immediate experience, mm-hmm. I thought it was... I mean, I would I would still maybe watch it again, but probably under the guise of, like, with someone else who hadn't seen it yet. Um, but it was very cute, both... I mean, all of the actors in it were delightful. I really loved the casting. Um, yeah. And it's definitely worth seeing and supporting Emma Thompson. I really thought that her sister in the movie looked a lot like Fleabag's sister and yes. acts a lot like her too, and it's yes. not the same actress. No. And now I want them to be in a movie together where they play sisters who are just bitchy <laughs> <Yes>. to each other. <laughs> Agreed on all counts. Yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, no, as soon as she started acting, I, I was like, "That's she's not. Okay, no, she's not, but, but she really could be. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thought process. Well, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jenny. It's almost time for you to tell me what you think One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is about. Okay, let me know when it's time. <laughs> All right, hang on one second. Okay, now it's time. Okay. Uh, this was timelier when I thought about it a week ago, and God knows what will have happened a week from now, but I think One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is about Fiona Hill's testimony to Congress. How so? Because I think that she is the one that managed to fly over the cuckoo's nest without landing. Got it. She's trying to tell us all about it. With her strong, powerful voice. Um, I didn't watch her testimony. I still have not watched any of the impeachment stuff. I have not watched much of it, but I did see, uh, like a six minute summary from one of the, I don't know if it was New York Times or Washington Post, uh, from like the same, the day that she and Holmes testified. Mm. And so it had a little bit from each of them. And I held up my middle finger throughout the entire time Devin Nunez was talking and uh, maybe he'll go to jail. That would be nice. <laughs> anyway, what do you think One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is about? I think it is about um, billionaires entering the presidential race in December. Wish it November. were just one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe not just billionaires, but just unnecessary men. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I don't know that Deval Patrick is a billionaire, but 
He's no. for sure unnecessary. I think there's something there's only something like seven hundred billionaires living in the US and two of them are running for president and that just it seems like a feels lot. Like seven billion of them are running. I mean it's a high ratio of billionaires to non billionaires running for Congress. Not yeah. representative of the population. Yeah. Or not running for Congress, running for president. Um, it does anyway. look like, yes, D- Deval Patrick's a thousandaire. His net worth is about $734,000. According to the very trustworthy source of all of my news, which is a combination cool. of entertainmentcheatsheet.com and wallmine.com. <laughs> you got to take it easy for a Thanksgiving treat. I don't know. What do you mean? A little recipe? Oh. Yeah, I only, I'm now a one-trick pony with Thanksgiving recipes. I only have my cranberry pie. All right. Um, I am going to make extra cranberry curd this week to, like, put in yogurt and oatmeal and stuff. Well, put an egg on it. Yeah. (laughs) Um... And I have a merry prank, but this was when I had done my math wrong and assumed it was coming out before Thanksgiving. But you can really use this anytime, which is to fill a pie shell full of shaving cream, and then you can throw it at the first person to be ignorant at the Thanksgiving table. Hmm. Smart. Thanks. Everyone. Makes everyone merry. (laughs) Depending on your family and how many bigots are there, you might need several. (laughs) Actually, this might be better for day after Thanksgiving when all those pie shells are on sale. Mm, smart. Mm. I always think it. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to do our admin and then we're going to start the music and then Jenny is going to spoil Last Christmas. Yes. <laughs> so if you haven't watched it, don't listen once the music starts. Just cut to your next favorite podcast. <laughs> But if you've seen it, or if you don't give a shit, feel free to listen. Yeah. So before that, Jenny, where can folks find us uh, to express their gratitude for us and everything we have to say? They can find us at infiniteinfinitejustjust.com or on Facebook, um, which I'm the sole moderator of now, or will be soon. Yeah, I'm quitting Facebook because it's the devil. Um, and Instagram, which I don't know how to use. So. Yeah, I will, I will be... <laughs> Whipping up an Instagram post in advance so that as soon as I have Wi-Fi close to the time and place that Jenny uh, uploads this, I can release it to the world. And as always, like we always say, as the old (laughs) saying goes, we'll see you next time and don't fake your death and move to Mexico. (laughs) Whatever you do, don't fake your death. Happy Thanksgiving, we're grateful for you. Yes! (laughs) Hello Christmas.